You're listening to the Great Groups Podcast. Our goal is to equip small group leaders at Brook Hills and beyond to make disciples through effective group ministry. You'll hear from Jay Gordon, who has more than 30 years of experience in leading church small group ministries. And he'll be joined by Chris Amaro, one of the small group leaders for the Church of Brook Hills. And often, you'll also enjoy interviews with other small group leaders. So, enjoy the commute, and thanks for listening to the Great Groups Podcast. Hey, this is Jay. And this is Chris. Hey, Chris. Hey, Jay. So, I have a question for you. How are we going to encourage small group leaders today? Well, today, we're going to have fun. We're talking about 10 ways your group members can absolutely kill an online meeting. (laughs) This is going to be fun. Yes, but speaking of fun, have you seen a video put out by two comedians, Tripp and Tyler? It's called A Conference Call in Real Life. Okay. And these guys, along with some of their colleagues, are making fun of a video conference, but they're actually sitting in a conference room and doing this in person, but acting like it's a, a video call, and we get to see all the problems. It's awesome. I've seen this. It literally addresses every problem we cover in today's podcast. But the good news, the video just makes fun of the problems. We're actually going to give you some solutions, some things you can do to prevent these problems in small group, and maybe your small group will not die as a result. Why not visit our website after the podcast to see it? We put it on our front page at greatgroups.org. But if you're commuting, please wait till you arrive at your destination before watching the video. (laughs) (laughs) And while you're there, sign up, and you'll be notified every time a new episode drops. Yeah, speaking of episodes dropping, just to give you an update, little did Chris and I know as we were planning this podcast launch that the coronavirus, that's a hard word, coronavirus (laughs) pandemic would hit. And so um, we wound up doing our first three episodes to help equip small group leaders in how to to do online meetings. And so today we're going to have a little bit of fun with that. But, um, you know... I was worried about moving on to other things, thinking people were in survival mode, but uh, I think we're close to just getting to this new normal, and we're probably going to move on in our next episode and just launch into some uh, some basic discipleship items. Normal being fluid, yes, probably. Uh, that's, that's the way we look at normal now, waiting on the next announcement from the right. governor about what our, um, what's open, what's what our situation open. is going to be. But um, another thing I found on Twitter, and it relates to... Uh, Death, maybe in such a way, but you're gonna, you're not gonna believe this, Chris. But it was the animal in each state most likely to kill you. Okay. <laughs> yes, I could not resist clicking on that. But um, you would think, even looking across the southeast, there would be consistency from Mississippi, Alabama, and Georgia, but no, there wasn't. So, starting here in our home state of Alabama, Chris, mm-hmm. um, what would you think would be the animal that would most likely kill you? Hmm, I would say probably a snake, maybe a deer hitting a car, maybe a college football fan. Actually, yeah, college football <laughs> fan, yes, that's likely. But actually it was being bitten or struck by a dog. Now, what? what? Struck by a dog, I don't understand. How does that happen? Who knows, maybe rabies. Does somebody throw a dog at you? Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure that's it. All right, let's uh, visit our neighbors to the south, Florida. What's going to kill you there? Oh, it's a gator. It's got to be. Actually, no. That would have been my first guess too, Chris, what? but it's spiders. Now, speaking of gators, I looked at the map of the U.S. There are two states where gators are most the most likely animal to kill you, and right. believe it or not. Can I guess? Yes, please guess. So Louisiana and Texas. Actually, no and no. The mm. two states are Missouri and Illinois. So uh, Okay. 
I'm lost. We we have nothing there. It <laughs> doesn't make sense at all. How do they? Okay, I don't know. And Texas, Chris, yeah. what's going to kill you in Texas? Well, if it's not a gator, which I don't know why I said gator. Uh, let's see. They are the uh, Longhorn State, right? So mm-hmm. maybe I don't know. Like they're running with the bulls and. That's Maybe what, being that's a gored good by a longhorn? Good guess, but no, it's actually scorpions in Texas are them. I would have failed this done. test every every <laughs> question. Okay. Yep, West Texas. And uh, there were a few places with no data, but um, the District of Columbia was one of those. And well, that's easy. Yeah, tell us. Chris, politicians. Are, yes, politicians. <laughs> they're killing us every day. So uh, also there was no data for North Dakota, Wyoming, and Nevada, and I'm sure it's because there were so many other ways to die in those places. <laughs> but our theme today is uh, online meetings and, and ways that group members can, uh, can kill our own online meetings. And so we're going to talk about that today. Well, let's, let's get to it. You know, the, the 10 ways group members can kill your group meeting. Um, <laughs> and I will start with number one, which is a great place to start, which is this. <laughs> when a member online allows their preschoolers and pets in the same room, and mm. I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell you anything that hasn't happened to me. So, um, <laughs> you know, there have been uh, preschoolers running through, and um, you know, tackling mom and getting in a fight, all those type things. And last week, I was on a broadcast, and a, a cat broadcast so on a Zoom meeting, and a cat walks between the uh, computer camera and the person. I promise you, it looked like a big dinosaur or monster was about <laughs> to attack. So that was uh, that was concerning, but. Um, one of the things we wanted to do is to give you an answer for each of these. And so as a leader, we would encourage you to have your people just get to a standard practice of muting themselves all the time unless they're getting ready to speak. And you can tell when you're in a meeting with people who are accustomed to being on Zoom meetings because everybody just naturally mutes themselves until it's time for them to say something. And that's particularly important if um, if you're group gets to, you know, more than eight or ten people participating, you definitely need to just stay muted unless you're about to say something. Definitely, definitely. Plan ahead. Set the expectation with the kids, uh, but definitely plan ahead. Absolutely. All right, so number two, when a member responds to every comment, even with, uh-huh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yes. you said so. Absolutely. Oh, I agree. Amen. Okay, good deal. <laughs> you can see how this would totally kill it. So, Again, ask everyone to stay muted. Teach them how to raise hand. Uh, Zoom has a great function. Um, and it's, if you're the host, it's a little hard to see because uh, you go to the participants group. Um, but even as a guest, you still have to go into your uh, participants group to see the actual raise hand function. But uh, utilize something like that. Also, what works well is actually raising your hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the things, Chris, that makes this so bad is that there's a slight delay in a Zoom broadcast and you wind up I keep saying broadcast, so Zoom mm-hmm. meeting. You keep ending up with people talking on top of one another, and because of that delay, it takes a second before you can know that and acknowledge that and decide who goes first. And so that's that's one reason finding a way to raise hands might, might be better. Definitely, definitely. All right, uh, number three, when a group member shows up late and asks for technical help. So this can definitely be a challenge. Um, you definitely want to plan ahead again, like we said, Make sure that your your new members show up early. Ask them to show up early. Walk them through any questions they might have. Uh, and if you have a large meeting, if you have a large group, um, what often works, and I've actually done this a couple of times uh, for another host, moderate. 
offer someone the, the role of moderating so that they can actually handle any of the adjustments that need to take place during the meeting for you while you're presenting or giving the information that you need to. Yes, that's very helpful. And we talked about muting earlier. That's one of the things your moderator can do, or maybe you can do it if you're in a smaller meeting. When you start hearing some feedback, sometimes you just go from person to person, muting them for just a minute to see if the noise is coming from their computer, and so you can do that. But um, if you happen to be a church staff person listening, one of the things we did a couple of weeks ago was found a tech support person who would um, show up at the first meeting of some of our groups. And when we first went into this crisis, I was probably spending 10 to 15 hours a week working with groups to to get them launched and everything, and this was just a godsend. And so it might be something, um, you know, we're, we're almost past that point now, but if you're Still getting your groups up, consider finding a person to do that. And uh, back to this, uh, you know, point about a person showing up late and asking for technical support. Chris, I have a confession. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> all right. This is a judgment-free zone. Let's hear it. Okay. Well, <laughs> last week in my Sunday night group, um, you know, a person came on late, and they're they're trying to get help, and and we we as a group had already moved past that, and. And the person says, well, how do I, how do I turn on my video? And, uh, you know, the mean streak in me, I, I am proud that I didn't say this out loud, but inside okay. I said to myself, the same way we told you how to do it last week, Ooh. it works the same way this week. And so, <laughs> anyway, so I at least didn't say that out loud, but it, it was in my mind. She did figure out how to turn the video on? Yes. Okay, yes. that's good. Yep. That's good. We, we arrived there. All right. Um, number four is when someone multitasks during your meeting. I want to tell you this, Zoom is great because you can see everybody, but Zoom is also horrible because we can see you. <laughs> so, you can see, Chris, it's a double-edged sword. Oh, yes. So when you're Very distracting... Very sharp double-edged sword. Yes, a sharp <laughs> double-edged sword. So when you're multitasking or when you're eating or when you're taking care of the kids or whatever it is you're doing, yes, we... We also still see you. Someone in my group pointed out a true fact that it's actually a little bit worse um, with the distraction because everybody can see the whole group at one time. Mm-hmm. If you were sitting in a circle or in a living room having a group, your your attention is kind of moving from side to side, and somebody could do something out of your view that um, mm-hmm. wouldn't distract you. But here, uh, particularly if you're in, in the view that you see everybody in the, their little box, somebody does something or doesn't do something, and... And you can certainly see everything that's uh, that's going on there. Mm. So, you know, I was thinking about a solution to this. It could be a difficult one, but um, maybe, you know, same as an uh, in-person meeting. You could call on someone to participate. Mm-hmm. You could ask a question. Um, just do something to call them back to the meeting. Sort of reel them back in a little bit? Yes, yes. I got that, you. Okay. that might work. But um, <laughs> and one big reminder, I, th- I think we might have mentioned this an episode or two ago, but um, do not take your computer f- or phone into the bathroom during oh, a meeting. No, please. So, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, somebody mm-hmm. did that, and it's uh, it's out mm-hmm. on um, on the Internet now. Somebody said even Jimmy Kimmel played it. So, anyway, just be careful mm-hmm. out there. Be careful out there. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> yes, please. All right, uh, let's see here. Number five, when a group member keeps asking, who said that? So this is a big one for me because I, I like to see everybody in my group and I like to hear them uh, speak and, and, and give back and whatnot. Um, you want to make sure everybody's using a computer or uh, or at least if they're using their phone, 
you know, they're, they're turning the camera on so we can see each other and, and see the voice being spoken. Um, and definitely use gallery view so that you can see everyone at one time. Um, and something that's very important here, make sure when you sign in, you sign in with your name and not necessarily, you know, like your wife's name or your kid's name, your name, not your screen <laughs> name from some online community, your name. It just helps with everything. Yes. And, um, this morning I was in a meeting and uh, two people had the same name, iPhone. Oh, that's a <laughs> common name. Yes, but, you know, I, I was thinking last week, the naming, you know, giving yourself the appropriate name in your box, it's almost like a name tag, and so it can be very helpful to a new person coming in, maybe trying to learn people's sure. names. Very helpful. Definitely, definitely. All right, uh, next one I wanted to mention here, this is, this is a big one for me because I do have preschoolers in our house, and uh, I also have... Uh, older kids who are supposed to be in charge of taking care of the preschoolers when we are having a meeting that requires mom and dad to both participate. Uh, so you want to make sure that you're not having a side conversation while you're in the meeting because it can become very distracting, um, especially for those that are looking at gallery view. They see, like you said, the distractions. It just it can take everything off kilter. Um, make sure you're muted, number one, uh, if you have to have this side conversation. Number two, step out of the camera. It just makes everything so much better. <laughs> so. Yes, that's another one that made the Zoom fails video if you uh, want to go out and see some of those. <laughs> but um, number seven is a tough one for me because it doesn't always have an easy solution. But when someone comes into the meeting with a horrible Internet connection, mm. and that's not something that they can just go fix, mm -hmm. you know, and, and have a, the cable company come out and, you know, give them a better connection immediately and, Sometimes people live uh, pretty far from the center of town, and it's a challenge to, to get a good connection. Um, but for some of us, uh, there are places in our homes that have a better Wi-Fi connection than not, and so sometimes moving to a better place in the house will give you a lot better connection. So you might recommend that to somebody in your group if, if they're really, um, you know, if you're really getting really bad quality. And typically that shows up in video, uh, I mean in audio first, and the video's not as bad because you can still see who's speaking. Um, a second option is to hardwire your computer, and that might just mean getting an Ethernet cable and putting it from the wall to the computer. Mm -hmm. That usually makes everything go faster, and we've gotten so away from that these days as we use the Wi-Fi sitting on the couch or whatever, but that, that could be a, an option. Yes. Um, I was going to interject something real quick. So uh, <coughs> obviously everybody's home 24-7, and the Internet is just being stressed ridiculously because the amount of meetings that people are having and as well as other things that are being streamed and whatnot constantly, it has seriously crippled some of the service providers, mm -hmm. uh, especially in our area. Um, and so we were all really excited uh, last week because we heard that what the local uh, cable company uh, here in our area was going to be doing some upgrades in our, uh, to make the service run better because it was basically cutting off a couple of times a day just at random. Hmm. So they had been running fiber, uh, additional fiber up and down the street, um, the main street here. And so everybody was really thrilled to see That's that happen awesome. until they broke the water main. Oh, no. Yeah. So <laughs> you get to choose internet or water. I mean, <laughs> apparently for about two hours, we had neither. Oh, wow. <laughs> so wow. it was a disaster. There was water like a fountain just oh, gushing. No. So That's never good. Yay. And a third solution that uh, is something that, that is a, a decent fix that you can recommend it. Actually, we had some people that live pretty far out that one week we had a really bad connection and were able to um, upgrade that significantly the next week. But what you can do is um, use your computer or iPhone for video 
and actually just call in using a phone number that will mm-hmm. connect you for audio. And so I've been in a number of different meetings where people did that with a bad connection. <clears throat> and that makes the uh, audio really uh, come without a delay. And so that's that's a really good thing. That's available in Zoom or Jitsi. Just make sure you name your phone. Yes, <laughs> when name you your join. Phone. That's right. That Just don't helpful. let it be uh, Jay's video and Jay's iPhone. <laughs> All right. Uh, when someone uses their cell phone for the meeting and positions their finger near the microphone. So this is, you know, obviously we're all at home and, and whatnot, but some of us are still moving around and carrying things and, and doing things while we're having the meeting. Shouldn't be having, you know, multitasking going on, but just in case, make sure you're not moving your finger around the mic, the input or the, wherever the mic is on your phone or your device, uh, just make sure your hands are off that area. And to be honest, this is one of the worst ones. As oh, it a, is. As a host, I'm always looking, okay, who is it that's holding their phone mm-hmm. and they're the one, they're going to be the ones on your screen that don't fill up the entire box it's it's just a partial box and you can mute them for a minute and uh and see what's going on another thing you can do in a meeting as the host is to send somebody like a private chat mm-hmm. um if you've got time to do that and that's like we were talking earlier if you've got a co-host that co-host can be looking out for those type of things and we're sitting here and jay of course is nice and clean shaven and, and looks very dapper and i of course got the uh, corona beard going on here um if you're using a wired headset a beard and a wired headset do not play well together so just make sure you're keeping it away from your uh, your beard fellas just good saying. to know good to know <laughs> all right number nine when someone hides themselves for the entire meeting Okay, that's the point of a Zoom yeah, or a the video community? meeting is to be able to see people and interact. And if all we see is your name or a picture of a phone or something up there... Um, Let's hey, be honest, we're going to think you're in the bathroom. That's right, that's right. <laughs> so we're going to ask you a direct question right. at that point. And if you don't answer, we'll know you're gone or you're fixing a sandwich or something like that. It's a that. slippery so, slope. <laughs> that's it. Um, you know, one thing I did last week, I had a person who was... Uh, kind of just hidden, and they stayed hidden way into the meeting. And um, I, I clicked on their square, and I saw that I could send them a, a message to request for them to turn on their video. And so I did that, and then boom, they came on immediately. Hmm. So I'm not sure what that looked like on their end. I didn't want to be too demanding, but I don't know how Zoom does that. But it worked. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Uh, lastly here, um, this is kind of a stickler for me, but make sure – you download the plugin. Uh, the biggest issue is thinking everyone everyone will be fine without downloading software. All right. So again, I have an IT background, an IT security background. I know that there's plugins and that some of these do really bad things. Online meeting plugins are your friends. You have to download. If you don't, the browser on your computer is doing 99% of the work with a potential solution if all things fall into place perfectly. And that's never going to take place. So don't rely on the browser because it will cripple that that connection for that person. You'll see feedback. You'll see a gap. They'll be talking. Their face will be moving with their, their the words come out of their mouth, but you won't hear them for about five seconds, and it just throws everything off. Yep. So true. Well, we said ten things, and that was number ten. No, but there's more. we're not finished yet. Mm. We have bonus but wait, items. There's yes. more. There's more. <laughs> number eleven. Um, Ways a group member can kill your meeting is you and your spouse being in the same room with both of you having your own device connecting to the meeting. Oh. There's a little thing called feedback mm. that uh, that that squeals, and it, it just 
wrecks the whole meeting for everyone. So, And you can't just turn down your device. That's right. So, you know, <laughs> it could be that one person just, um, you know, mutes and... Um, mm-hmm. So anyway, maybe there's some ways around that, but uh, just know that you're going to be into some problems if you do that. Well, there is one way. You could both share a device. So number 12, you and your spouse are sharing a device. Well, here's a potential issue with that. One of you is far away from the microphone. So what I would suggest, because my wife and I do this actually, is if you're going to share a device, just put it right there in front of you. You both sit side by side. You might have to get close enough to where your legs or your arms are touching. But hey, you know, that way you both are equally distance away from the microphone itself on the yes. device. In those two weeks that I was um, helping a lot of people showing up for their first Zoom meeting uh, with some helping them out, I saw at one point there were four people on a couch and the computer was all the way across the room. And so I let them know, hey, uh, that's likely not going to yeah. work really well mm-hmm. with that. So anyway. Mm, that's a disaster. <laughs> well, one of the things I wanted to do for you guys, and we'll put it in the show notes, is to produce a participant version of best practices for online meetings. And that way it would be just a a list you might could uh, send to your people who are new or I think it'd probably be good to send people who have been in meetings. They might accidentally stumble on some of the things they've been clear on before. But just want to equip you guys and and help you to have good quality meetings. And we want to get all the technical stuff handled and out of the way so that relationships and discipleship can can come across the screen and through the microphone and through the computer so that you guys are able to encourage one another, as Hebrews 10 talks about. And that's one of the big things with groups is that we encourage one another spiritually. And so we've talked about a lot of technical stuff there, but our end goal is to make disciples, and that's something that's really, really important. Well, that's all for this episode of The Great Groups Podcast. Please do subscribe on your favorite podcast app so that you won't miss the next episode. Also, visit us online at greatgroups.org and leave a comment there. We would love to hear from you. Thanks again for listening today. We'll be back next time with a conversation that inspires you to make disciples. And that's the point of great groups, to make disciples.